0: The theme of this season, if you've been watching these videos, has been you make your own luck. We've talked at length about the number of new things, improved things, this Leafs team has been doing to create situations where they can be lucky. You cannot
1: blow a 5-1 lead to the league's worst team and call it bad luck! Welcome sports fans to the Shoot Your Thought Podcast with your hosts Josh Sanger and Hello and welcome to the Shoot Your Thought Podcast. My name is Josh. I'm Neil. Neil, how are you? How's I'm your good, week? You how was your Valentine's Day? It's been a
0: great Valentine's Day. Very, very, you know, different with the yeah. lockdown and, and It's COVID, a lockdown
1: but... Valentine's Day. Yeah. yeah. We actually spent Valentine's Day together. We worked together on Valentine's yeah. Day. it was, it was nice. Did. I gave you Valentine. You did. I did. It was very special. <laughs> said I was epic. It was a Hot Wheels Valentine. <laughs> Anywho, we got a great show for you guys today. We're going to get into uh, losers of the week. We're going to get into something that nobody wants to talk about, but the Leafs and what happened to them against the Senators. We're going to talk J.J. Watt and the uh, whole week that he had. We're going to talk about the Raptors and what they need to do. And then we're going to talk about Draymond Green, just, just spitting facts you know just spreading
0: his wealth of knowledge across the league he's he's very well spoken he is talk a little
1: bit about that he is yeah i'm excited uh all right but first before anything else let's get into losers of the week
2: loser all
1: right
0: so we got our our losers of the week here i'm gonna start it off here uh my biggest loser of the week goes to blake griffin
1: blake griffin the you, once great basketball player Blake. Yeah, Griffin.
0: you remember Blake Griffin, right? The, <laughs> I do. The slam dunk aficionado,
1: the rumored know, to be, you know, dating a bunch of Hollywood actresses, Hollywood stars, you know.
0: That great connection he had with uh, Chris Paul.
1: Oh yeah. You know. Legendary,
0: really. Blake Griffin is actually under contract uh this year and next year. This year he's owed a remaining salary of thirty six point six million. Can you believe that? And next, and not only that, oh, next man. year he's he's on the hook for thirty nine million. Um, Who's going to take on that contract? I, you know, like I've seen a few. You know, I've had the chance to uh, to see some Detroit Pistons games this year, and Blake Griffin just looks terrible. You know, I don't know if he he's, does. I don't know if he's dogging the season. He's just like not playing, or he, maybe he's still injured. He's coming off, um, yeah, a lot you of got injuries. He well, had to
1: sit most of the season last season, so
0: yeah you know he's very he's very injured last year he's coming back and a lot of he's he's almost playing half the games right he's playing a game the second game after that he's he's being quote unquote rested Mm -hmm. for load management
1: can you can you claim load management on a player who's not good uh
0: i mean for for a guy that you're paying 36 37 million dollars this year for you want your player to 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 be on the court to be yeah. on the court, yeah,
1: that's why you. <laughs> I still can't believe he's making that much money. I can't I just... either.
0: On, on top of that, like he's not an impact player. I think he's like really like just not even trying, just the way he is on the court. He's averaging twelve points a game, five rebounds, four assists. But on top of that, he's he's literally averaging like thirty percent from the field shooting, which is awful for a, a power forward or a center. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're basically you're basically playing a couple feet away from the rim and you're shooting that low a percentage, it's not going to cut it. And Blake Griffin's not... I don't care if he hoists up nine threes a game. That's not his game. You know what I mean? That just saying, hey, I'm not even going to bother driving to get to the rim. So my vote for biggest loser of the week is Blake Griffin on the fact that it's going to be a very sad ending to his Detroit career. And I I honestly don't believe there's going to be many people who are going to want to take on an aging star who isn't trying, who's declining in skill, and who is owed $40 million next year and 37 this year. It's just, what a loser.
1: Yeah, such a loser. Yeah. My loser of the week and probably the year at this point is Bell Media. Um, it's Bell not Media. one single person, but you know, fuck Bell Media. <laughs> they laid off hundreds of people just days after Bell Let's Talk Day. Uh, specifically, people from TSN—they let go of Christian Jack, who is uh, just a world-class uh, soccer reporter. He's—I've actually had the chance of met, meeting him in person once um, at Exhibition Go Station. I was very hammered, and he was very nice. Uh, they also let go of Dan O'Toole, uh, which was very awkward for Jay Onright, because he had to—he was left to explain the firing um, on their show um and he was holding back tears the whole time. And they also fired Natasha and uh, you know I'm just going to throw this out here now do you want we could have a third person on this on this podcast um, the, Natasha's looking for a job right now.
0: Let's get her on. You know we need um, that, that female presence here.
1: We do. Uh, and there's an open seat, you know, to my to my right and to my left. So I mean, she she could definitely join, I think. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll send her I'll send her a message. Um, but yeah, no. Uh, since since we started this podcast, Neil, Tim and Sid have broken up, and now Jay, Jay, and, Dan Jay and Dan have broken up. Yeah. Like, are we are we opening up the field here because people are backing down after we're, after we're you know <laughs> destroying the competition? Or <laughs> yeah, so that's that's
0: one way to look at it. I I don't I don't really I know we're we're in a pandemic, but I don't really know the the uh, find the bottom line of of what these individuals cost and what the payroll is, but I know Bell Media has enough money to support their people Absolutely. throughout something
1: like this. Absolutely. You
0: know, with the money that, you know, I'm probably gonna get a lot of flack for this, but the money that they're gouging everyone on internet, on mm-hmm. phones, um, on other services they offer. Rog- Even the money- Rogers is the same way, you know what I mean? Like Rogers owns Sportsnet, right? Bell yeah. owns TSN. So, I mean, you see both of these huge powerhouse companies that are letting go of their staff and claiming that they need to, to make budget cuts. And to me, it just doesn't make sense. You no. know what I mean? You, you're letting go of the individuals who are the face of your company.
2: You know what I mean? And it let's does face not it, look good. On let's Bell
0: face Media. it. Like Sid, obviously, is, is, uh, is taking on a new challenge. He didn't get fired. But, you know, on the other side with Bell Media and TSN... You're coming out, and it's being known that you are firing yeah. these individuals. You're letting them go. Yeah. And you're seeing Dan O'Toole on Twitter just blow up
1: and say, oh, man, like, that was...
0: like, I don't know if you've seen those Twitter messages he sent out.
1: I have, yes. I follow him on is, Twitter. But
0: he is letting Bell have it.
1: Yeah, he immediately, after getting fired, he he changed his... His Twitter handle to not on TV O'Toole, I think, was the actual yeah. Twitter handle. And he changed his uh, his bio to looking for a job. Mm-hmm. And then he went on on Twitter and talked about how, you know, they just had Bell Let's Talk Day. And they're just firing all their all their employees, which is just insane.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's just a shitty position to be in. You know, it's a shitty time that we're going through right now. I just hope, you know, it, like it doesn't affect them long term because... You know, they're two great platforms that a lot of sports fans rely on, especially in the mornings to to uh, get their sports updates. So, I mean, something that we grew up watching was Jay yeah. and Dan. You know yeah. what I mean, and and Tim and Sid as well. I know that's a, a little bit of a different scenario, but Jay and Dan was definitely something that we we enjoyed watching growing up, and their their weird antics. That they, they were had they together. were
1: the funny sports commentators, and everyone yeah. loved them. You know, like when they went away to the states. Canada was devastated because we lost our favorite commentators. And I feel like we just got them back. And now Dan is fired. And now Jay has to carry the show by himself. It's a new era. Yeah, crazy. Uh, Anyways, let's move on to our runners-up for the loser of the week. Last night, the Toronto Maple Leafs, at the end of the second period, had a 5-1 lead on the three-win Ottawa Senators. The losers of the North Division. Uh, And at the end of the game, Neil, it was 5-5 in overtime. It was going into overtime.
0: Yeah, they tied it up late.
1: They did. Ottawa centers tied it up. And then they had the audacity. The Leafs had the audacity of letting Ottawa win the game in overtime. They gave up a 5-1 lead. It wasn't even a 4-1 lead, which I'd be more okay with. I mean, it would hurt still. Because, you know, that wound hasn't healed from Boston Game 7. But it was a 5-1 lead Yeah. over the, the bottom of the NHL. And the Leafs mm-hmm. are first. Like, the Leafs are still, they shouldn't be, but they're still first in the NHL right now, even after that loss last night. You yeah. can't give up a 5-1 lead if you want to win the North Division, if you want to make the playoffs, if you want this team to be a Stanley Cup contender. You can't lose a 5-1 lead. To any team, let alone the Ottawa Senators. Yeah,
0: Josh. I mean, this is just like it, it goes back to, to what we've seen in history from the Maple Leafs, right? Like they have a history of playing down to their opponents, right? They've already lost the season to Ottawa. Ottawa hasn't won very many games, but some one of the games that they have won is against the Toronto Maple Leafs. Two of the
1: games they have won now.
0: Two of the games now. So, yeah. uh, you know, this, this loss is up there. Uh, on the Mount Rushmore of, of Maple Leafs. <laughs> up
1: there with David Ayers, Zamboni driver. Yeah,
0: uh, the Maple Leafs losing to a Zamboni driver. The Maple Leafs losing in the playoffs in a game seven, up 4-1 in the third period. This this goes up there. You know what I mean? The Leafs are up 5-1 with less than a minute left in, in the second period. Yeah. And they blew it. And, you know, this all boils down to one word, discipline, right? If the Leafs want to get to that next level to a playoff contender status to a team, someone like the Tampa Bay Lightning, who are known as, hey, like we're gonna have that's that's the bar that's set. You know what I mean? We wanna be them. Yeah. If the Leafs are trying to get to that stature and win some cups, they gotta squash teams like this. They gotta when they're up five one, they gotta they gotta complete the game. They They, gotta play lockdown defense. Yeah. They took their foot off the pedal. Sit in your own zone, you know, stay at home. Cover the blue line. You know what I mean. Like just, just play defense. Yeah. Play prevent defense. You know what I mean. If you're up five one, you've already won the game. There's no point in, in pressing. You, you know? should like,
1: never lose a game after being up. Shoot five, the one.
0: puck in. Dump it on the boards. Keep it there. Kill clock. That's. I don't know what the fuck their coaching is like right now, but they need to assess moving forward right now because, that showing is not going to take them anywhere. In the playoffs yeah come playoffs.
1: you can't just look at this game and think oh it's just you know it's a one-off this won't happen again the fact that it happened in the first place the fact that you can go into that locker room you know between the second and third period and think yeah we played a good game let's just see this out let's just see the rest of the third period out let's go out there and you know let's let's finish the game and let's get back to our hotels yeah and then coming back in after the end of the game thinking what the fuck just happened? They lost 6-5 in a game they were up 5-1. I feel like no matter what yeah. time what what time in the league what what however, you know, what team is doing what in terms of Toronto and Ottawa, Ottawa is always Toronto's Achilles heel.
0: I think like if you broke it down to next gen stats level, I think the Ottawa Senators had a 0.001% chance oh, of man. winning this game
1: man whoever with, with if, if what, anyone what put time, money on that game last night yeah they would be rich you specifically know, but, like at the end of the second period if they bet on ottawa to win they would be very rich right now
0: yeah i mean like with with this maple leafs team though i mean we've seen a lot of high scoring games we've seen a lot of close games they've been on the winning side of a lot of these close games uh i think what sheldon Keefe needs to do now is find a way to get to these guys and let them know hey you guys got to figure this out. Yeah. You got to figure this out in a way that we can play shutdown D when we're up. We can we can play with a lead because that's the Leafs problem right now. They don't know how to play with a the lead. They have never They know how to ever. come back from being down one or two goals, mm-hmm. but they don't fucking know how to play with a lead. And you know, you can sign 100 veterans on this team, but until it starts from the top, right? Until they can like uh, like their coaching staff can't figure out how to get to them and tell them how to play strategically mm-hmm. on and how to hold a lead, then they're never going to figure it out. I thought it was a good signing yesterday when they acquired Alex Galchenyuk. Yeah, let's you talk know. about
1: that. Yeah, he was traded from Ottawa to Carolina over the weekend, and then he was traded uh, subsequently yesterday from Carolina to Toronto.
0: He's been traded like seven or eight times in the seven or eight Yeah, years this is his
1: seventh team, yeah. I think I think it. Said. Yeah. Um, however, one of the good... Uh, good things that came out of this trade is that Galchenyuk never actually left Canada while he was traded to Carolina. In the few days that he was a Carolina Hurricanes player, he never actually left Canada. So he doesn't have to quarantine. He can play rather soon for the Leafs whenever they decide to throw him into the roster.
0: Yeah, I mean, like he's a good addition to the team. Uh, We don't exactly know where he lines up because he does play center. Um, This could potentially shift Jason Spezza To the press box or you know they could they can line them up on the third line and maybe we'll see kerfoot you know move to a wing spot yeah so they have they have some depth here now and i really like the fact that alex galchenik brings a history of of um of all the teams that he's played on before you know he he should be a good addition to this team and if he's not you know they didn't
1: really give up much for him. They gave up a no. couple minor league scrubs. Yeah, so. they gave up uh Korshkov, who who was you know trying to break it into the NHL. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no, I I think this is strictly just a depth move for them. Like I yeah. think maybe to you know make their players that they do have on the roster work a little harder, knowing that you know there's Galchenyuk and other players you know in the AHL and their taxi squad that are you know, looking for a job in the NHL right now. So, yeah, yeah they're they're asking their, their third, fourth liners to ch- start playing a little better, maybe. Um, but, yeah, no, I don't think um, much much is going to change on the Leafs roster after this. After yeah. the it's
0: season. a very low-risk uh, move here by the Leafs, and, I, you know, hopefully it pays off for them.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Hurricanes actually uh, put him on waivers over the weekend, and he ended up clearing waivers, so it wasn't a big, yeah, it wasn't a big acquisition for them, but um, let's, we'll see how it plays out.
0: Mm-hmm. All right, well, uh, we'll move on here. Uh, let's get into a little bit of football news coming out of football. this week. It's been football, a while. Football, yeah. There's talks about J.J. Watt. You know, before we get into J.J. Watt, let's talk a little bit about Houston. <laughs> What the hell is going on in Houston right
1: oh, now? Oh man, nobody wants to play. I saw I saw a tweet the other day where it was, Houston has as chosen to play with no fans this season. Nothing to do with COVID. It's just their new, just have no fans. Yeah, yeah. their new yeah their new way of playing just calls for no fans because nobody wants. Yeah, nobody wants to play in Houston. They they just lost the fucking dumpster fire. That entire.
0: Not only their football organization, but their baseball organization. Their basketball their basketball just organization. Any
1: team in Houston. Nobody yeah. wants to play. Yeah, they lost George Springer to the Jays. Thank you, George Springer. Mm-hmm. They lost uh, Russell Westbrook to the Washington Wizards. They lost James Harden, who that was just the whole – that was crazy how that situation played out. But they lost him to Brooklyn, and now they're, they're losing J.J. Watt. And potentially – well, they lost DeAndre Hopkins as well and potentially Deshaun Watson further from the fact that they're losing
0: these players these are just players that are outspokenly uh publicly saying that they want out yeah you know what i mean like we saw james harden in uh on the rockets who the last little while it got really ugly with him just kind of not trying him coming showing up to games overweight not really performing to the james harden level that we're expecting you know what i mean like we're seeing it in 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 basketball we're seeing it in baseball you know they had that huge scandal they had to play through it the last year
1: oh the houston astros are just oh my god i can't wait until there's actually fans in baseball stadiums because i I want the houston astros to get booed everywhere they go
0: they already did you know what i mean this past year even though it was a shortened season Mm -hmm. um you saw a lot of players just just hit just throwing the ball at at them. a lot of you know I mean? a lot like, of
1: pitchers were just
0: uh yeah they're just beating their players so i mean this is not this is just there's something going on in Houston right now uh we don't exactly know what it is you're seeing on this team you know will fuller had a very tough year you know he, he had I a career he getting, season yeah. and then he you know
1: i thought he was getting traded at the deadline i think most people thought he was getting traded at the deadline
0: and a drop that he got suspended for PEDs, right? Mm-hmm. So that was just the beginning, you know. Actually, you know, you think back to DeAndre Hopkins and Bill O'Brien, you know, like this the the mess that was in Houston I all st- happened internally.
1: I still right? can't believe Bill O'Brien was the coach and the GM at the same time and probably other things, probably the water boy, probably, you know. You traded DeAndre Hopkins for absolutely nothing. DeAndre Hopkins is arguably the best wide receiver in the NFL right now. He's a difference maker.
0: You know, the Cardinals it didn't play out for them this year, but it started with him. They moved they had that issue with Will Fuller. You know, they lost some players to injuries throughout the year. They weren't very good. You know, they I think they finished like 3 and and 13 or 4 and 12 this year. Then they they're on the search for hiring a coach and you know like they're Most important player on the team, Deshaun Watson, sent them some individuals that he'd like them to kind of interview and have a a potential shot at becoming a coach, to coach him, you know what I mean? And what did they do? They ignored that. Ignored it completely. Until the very last moment. If I was Deshaun Watson, I
1: would have asked out of Houston a very long time. A long time ago, yeah. That's just they're not getting it together. And Deshaun Watson is not a player that you can just, you know, he's in his prime right now and he's, Mm. he's only got like a couple more years left maybe of his prime. And so you don't want to waste that. You know, he's a player that can bring you to a Super Bowl. Same thing that's going on in, in Seattle right now with Russell Wilson.
0: It's hard to play well when you're not inspired by the organization. Absolutely. You know, it's like going to a job that you hate working at because of the place that you work at. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? You go to a job and it's, it's really hard to, to be motivated, you know, like you're going to have a hard time wanting to be there. That's exactly what's happening to Sean Watson right now. You yeah. know, he, he doesn't have any faith in this organization. You know, J.J. Watt went into the front office, spoke with the owners and told them. He's like, hey, I he told the exact same thing. I don't think this is the right place for me right now. And he sent out that message to the fans of Houston, the city of Houston.
1: Yeah, he's done a lot for Houston. Yeah. And Houston, not, not just on the field, but off the field. Like, they're, they're losing a lot in J.J. Watt. Yeah. Yeah, he's helped them out a, a lot with charity. He's done so many great things for Houston. Um, they're losing a lot, for sure.
0: Yeah, right. And, like, just we're, we're probably going to have this exact same conversation about when Houston inevitably trades Deshaun, Deshaun Watson. Watson.
1: I, yeah, there's no way Deshaun Watson starts next season in a Texans uniform.
0: So, J.J. Watt, you know, he's, a, he's on top of the long list of free agents this year that will find a new home. Uh, where do
1: you think he ends up? Where do I think? I think, you know, hands down, he's a New York Giant by the end of. By the end. No, I wish, <laughs> but he's not. Um, I, I think the most likely scenario is either he goes to Pittsburgh and there's the, the Watt family reunion. And then or he goes to Cleveland because he's an ex- he's going to be an expensive player. You know, whatever team decides to take him on, they're they're taking on a uh, a lot of money. But yeah, I think Pittsburgh and Cleveland can do that.
0: Yeah, you know, obviously as a Steelers fan, it'd be it'd be amazing to watch those three brothers uh on the same team. You know, that Watt family has championship DNA, you know what I mean, in their blood, you know. Yeah. Like TJ Watt was one of the final picks in the first round a few years ago, you know, that's like, they found value in him. And like, he's just developed. I think he was snubbed this year for getting defensive player of the year, which, which went to Aaron, Aaron Donald, but you know, just having that caliber, a player, you know, on the edge rush, um, and them both being on the same team playing on the same line would be a scary, scary uh, front line. But I, you know, I saw a report earlier this morning about J.J. Watt coming out and saying he likes the makeup of the of the Cleveland Browns. He likes the fact that they can offer him market value. He likes the fact that they have a championship structure. You know, they, they had a great season this past year. They had a
1: good run this season. They had yeah. a good
0: run. They have a good defense in place. You know, like, I, I feel like, he, there's a number of suitors for JJ Watt, and there will continue to be until we actually see him sign somewhere. It yeah. could end up in Green Bay where he's from with the Packers. Yeah. You know, there's again there's there's other teams that uh we're gonna see make a run for him, but I really think, you know, with with the Texans losing all these key players, they need to make a big move this year as well. They want to stay relevant and, and show Watson that, hey, we're serious about you. We want you to stay here. I know you've given us a trade request, but here's why you should stay here. They need to do something to try and entice this guy to stay.
1: Yeah, they've come out and said that, you know, we're not going to trade Deshaun Watson, but that's definitely not yeah. enough. Like, you got to hack, you got to actually have a plan here. You can't just say, you know, Deshaun Watson, please stay. You got to come out and say, this is why we want you to stay because we believe in you. We're going to put this team around you right now. For me, the Houston Texans have
0: to re-sign Will Fuller. They I have, think so, to. Eh? You have to. Yeah, have to. I mean, Will Fuller at the beginning of the year was Deshaun Watson's favorite target. Mm-hmm. You know, like he was, he was unstoppable at times. That game against the Detroit Lions, where he had almost 200 yards, two touchdowns. I think it was on Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. He just blew everyone out of the water. You know, and then obviously the week, the next week after he. Well, yeah, he was, he was on the game, steroids that game, That's why. Yeah. That being said, being uh, Deshaun Watson's favorite target after the loss of Hopkins, mm-hmm. I feel like the Houston Texans need to re-sign Will Fuller in order to at least have a shot at keeping Deshaun Watson.
1: Yeah. Or Deshaun Watson can just say, screw it and come play for New York. Exactly. You know?
0: <laughs> you know and, it, and it also helps that J.J. Watt is off the uh, salary cap.
1: So they do have. They they have space to go out and get who they want.
0: They have about. I'm reading it right now. They have just over 10 million to spend. So. Yeah.
1: Hey, I'll take the contract. Yeah, there you go. Sign me for 10 million. I'll come in and. I, I can't promise you much, but I I can definitely wear a uniform for sure. <laughs> Absolutely, I'll, I'll run up and down the field. Maybe not touch anybody, but uh, you know. i I'm, I'm a presence on the field. You know. All right, let's move on to the Raptors, the Toronto Raptors. There's a lot going on with the Toronto Raptors right now. They're currently sitting at 12 and 15, and they're eighth place. Mm-hmm. But still early in the season, a couple wins can move you up uh, a number of spots in the standings. Right now, what do you think about the Raptors right now, Neil? Trash.
0: They're, trash. They're 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 playing like trash. They're they're not you know the Raptors that we've seen over the last couple years. Uh, they're playing like early two thousands Raptors, you know where you're gonna see a very entertaining, a uh, very organized and and defensively sound team, one game, and then the very next game, mm-hmm. they're getting blown out by thirty points. Mm-hmm. Sitting at twelve and fifteen, you know they had a brutal start to the year, but now they're just kind of hitting this inconsistency button where you know they're they're playing well and then they're not playing well, they're playing well and then they're not playing well.
1: Yeah, they, they definitely yeah. need to find a, a balance. Um, they, there are a lot of games right now that are back-to-back. Um, I think they played uh, five games in seven days recently, which is a lot. And so they're, they're definitely out of gas. They're running out of gas, which I don't know if you can use as, as an excuse this season. But, you know, they got to find a way to win.
0: You know, if Bell Media was the coach of this team, they, the all of the players would get fired.
1: Oh, they'd totally 100% get Ex- fired.
0: Except for maybe Van Vliet. But, like... They would they would clean house.
1: Yeah, but they they tell them that they value their mental health first. Yeah. And, you know, they'd make a couple of hashtags about it and claim that they're making donations. Uh, then they'd fire them. We're seeing a nice little stretch here
0: from Siakam. You know, he's been on fire lately.
1: Yeah, you got his... Uh second triple-double of his career this season.
0: He's playing really well. Van Vliet, we're seeing, you know, like, good games, bad games. Um, he's having really, really good games where he's dropping 50-plus. 50 54. And then Mr. he's having the, the follow-up game where he's only scoring 9 or 10 points. I really think they need to find some sort of consistency here. They need to find some sort of fuel to, to get them going. And I think that fuel is going to come via a shakeup with the roster.
1: There is a shakeup coming, Neil. Yeah, as much as you know we want to say that it's not or we want these players to stay, there is definitely a shakeup on the horizon. They are currently linked with Andre Drummond, who is currently being sat by Cleveland uh, as they look for a trade. But yeah, it, it breaks my heart to know what they'll have to give up for Drummond, but mm-hmm. I think it needs to happen.
0: I think this season is wide open. I think Masai and Webster know there's a there's a chance here, you know, even though they're having a down season. The Raptors need a shake up. And what is Masai best known for? Shaking things up. Buying and- low and shaking things up, right? What better buy low candidate <laughs> is there out there right now? I'm not going to say Blake Griffin because he's still a loser. Yeah, but, don't go there. <laughs>
1: don't
0: but go Andre there. Drummond, you know? Like, the Raptors have been looking for a center presence the entire season since losing the duo of Gasol and Ibaka, yeah, right? And they
1: thought they were getting that in Aaron Baines. They thought him coming in, you know, he he wasn't going to be Ibaka or Gasol, but he was maybe going to fill that void, and it's yeah. just not working.
0: Yeah, they we had... We had Alex Lynn on the team earlier. That that experiment didn't work out. We dropped him. You know, um, for whatever reason, Coach Nurse does not want to give Chris Boucher an opportunity. You know, we see him flourish in 20-plus minutes. Yeah. Then the next game, he's a DNP CD, Coach's Decision. Yeah, I don't understand. You know, like, as a, as a player who needs time to develop, and, you know, he he could be a starter on this team. But maybe they have a different vision for him. Mm-hmm. you know. I think with having an addition with someone like Andre Drummond, you could slot him in at the starting position, play him 25 to 30 minutes a game. Absolutely. You can still find Boucher 25 minutes a game. And then Aaron Baines, sprinkle him in there when needed. You know,
1: Aaron Baines should not be a starter in this league. I would say if they're making a push for Drummond, I think Aaron Baines is included in the conversation. Fuck yeah. Get him out of here. I think um, because Drummond is con- Drummond's contract is so big, yeah. it's going to be hard for the Raptors to take that on. So I think there has to be another team included in this deal, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, I don't know who that team is or, you know, what would be the best fit. But I definitely think there needs to be some sort of three-way deal happening here if the Raptors are actually um, included in the talks for Andre Drummond. Yeah. Along the same lines, Neil, Kyle Lowry is rumored to be selling his house in Toronto, in North York, for five point three million. So if you have uh, five point three million lying around, I would say go buy this house because it's, it's
0: really, really nice. I eh?
1: looked at pictures and it's 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 amazing. He's got an elevator in the house. Yeah. It's not a a tall house, but he's got an elevator.
0: I mean, I'd put an elevator in my house if I could. It's true.
1: Uh, Yeah, no, the pictures look great. But uh, what's more relevant to this is that, you know, does he know that his time in Toronto is up? Or is this just him preparing for the end of the season? Yeah, why is he selling his house? He possibly retires.
0: It's not a great time to be selling your house.
1: It's definitely not. But, you know... Obviously, I don't think um, Masai is going to have the same situation you have with DeRozan. I think if Lowry is on his way out, I think Masai has told him. Whether, it's, whether that's at the end of the season when his contract is up or it's now with the Drummond trade, I think Masai and Bobby Webster have had a conversation with Lowry saying, listen, this is a possible scenario. We don't want you to be blindsided by this with you know the pandemic and everything that's going on in the world right now. So we want you to have a little bit of a heads up. So that's possibly what this is, is that Lowry is preparing for something to happen soon.
0: There are options out there for a backup point guard, right? We could see um, we can see that, that rotation shuffle, you know, Sons, Kyle Lowry. You could see uh, Van Vliet play, playing the point guard position. Norman Powell has really flourished in a starting position here. He was starting at a uh, small forward the yeah. last couple games while we see OG and Anobi out. Yeah. He could slot into that guard position. You know, he's averaging close to 20 points a game in the starting lineup.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, so keeping him there isn't a bad thing. I really think the Raptors, if they trade Kyle Lowry, would be uh, better suited to to acquire a backup point guard. You know, Malachi Flynn is playing in the D League right now. He's getting some reps. Very similar path to what Van Vleet had a few years ago. It's yep. great for him, you know, but he is not ready for right now. You know, no, he's he's a few so. years away. Yeah, I think the Raptors are great. Uh, would be best suited to acquire someone like Shabazz Napier, who's a free agent right now. Isaiah Thomas comes to mind, who's a free agent right now as well. You know, someone who's proven uh, who could come in, not make dumb mistakes potentially put up 20 on a given night you know that, that i think isaiah that that. thomas
1: can still put up 20 eh? i
0: you know on a given night you know i think he still has it in him he has something to prove as well too right he yeah got he, Cut from washington last year yes he has something to prove and you know like that's if Masai is looking for someone like that that won't cost him anything those are some options that he could take a look at
1: right True. or you know bring jeremy limb back <laughs> you know jeremy lynn Bring know, him back we, put him at the point guard position
0: we need someone to come in and and fix their armband for five that's true five minutes a game
1: there's some you know. highlight reels to be had with jeremy lynn's armband. Yeah. yeah no i i definitely it's gonna be interesting um going leading up to the trade deadline in march what this team is going to going to do uh but if andre drummond is being sat out right now for games then a deal is definitely happening very soon
0: oh yeah i mean what, when is the trade deadline
1: March 25th, I believe.
0: So well over a month from now, and we're already seeing guys like like Andre Drummond, Blake Griffin, Blake Griffin just be in street clothes. Yeah. Their respective teams are saying, hey, we're not going to play you tonight, you but you're still expected to come to the game, support us, be in game shape, and be, you know. Continuously, yeah. Continuously hold that value so we can trade you. We actually had um, Draymond Green, after his game last night, speak Speak out and
1: and speak to this. Yeah, I actually have the clip here.
2: You know, we talk all of this stuff about you can't do this, you can't say that publicly. If you say that publicly, you're fine. Anthony Davis got fined, I think, $100,000 or something like that for demanding a trade publicly. But you can say Andre Drummond's getting traded publicly and we're looking to trade him publicly and he's to stay professional and just deal with it. But then when Kyrie Irving say, oh, my mental health is off, everybody go crazy about that too. Do you not think that affects someone mentally? As much as we put into this game to be great, to come out here and be in shape, to produce for fans every single night, and most importantly, to help your team win. Do you think that doesn't affect someone mentally? But as players, we're told to, "Ah, no, you can't say that, you can't say this, but teams can?
1: Draymond Green just spitting facts. Draymond Green is one of my favorite players to watch interviews of, because like he he just tells it like it is. I no matter what you may feel about how he plays on the court, you have to you know respect what he does in interviews. He does not hold back. He, he you know like I said, he tells it like it is, and he just no bullshit.
0: Yeah, I mean like he he's basically right now just calling out the league on this double standard that's happening in the NBA about treatment of players. And he's absolutely right. You know, and I think he does have a point. You know, like he is basically saying that these players are now expected to stay in shape, now expected to come to every game, be supportive of this organization that has made it known that, hey, we're gonna fucking trade you. Yeah. You're not you're not working out in our system. You're not working out for us. But you know, stay in shape. Be like, be as best as you can. Come to every game in street clothes and still put a smile on.
1: Yeah. How is you this? Know, how, how how is the team not disciplined for this? Players are disciplined for this. Players are fine for this. Left, right, and center when they say, when they come out and say that they want to trade or they come out and say that they don't want to play for that team. But teams can get away with it, no problem. There's also another thing that um, a new rule was put in place this year that stars aren't allowed to be sat out in big games. Is Andre Drummond not a star? You know, he's they're they're sitting him out, and you know, there's how is this situation different? How is them saying, oh, we're gonna sit him out because we're trading him different from we're gonna sit him out because we want to arrest him? They, I mean, there's rules that are being broken here.
0: He did bring up James Harden in the in his rant. He did. Um, James Harden's not exactly the best example that you want to use when you're making an argument founded on public perception and professionalism true he did he did go out
1: and party in a pandemic
0: he didn't show up you know fit he he he, you could tell let i I mentioned this in the past you know it kind of reminded me of early 2000s when vince carter stopped trying for the toronto raptors because he wanted a trade
1: yes which essentially ruined his relationship with toronto it, it took toronto a long time to, to you know receive him respectively well it,
0: it ruined his image yes it ruined vince carter's image doing that it ruined james harden's image doing what he did mm-hmm. in houston and now you know like what what draymond green is saying he's like he's basically saying players have no voice you know organizations can have a voice and say hey you fucking suck. We're going to have a DNP beside your name, which, you know, having a DNP as a player looking at a box score and seeing a DNP beside your name, that's fucking embarrassing. Yeah. You know, especially as a star player. So now you're you're basically saying that organizations can have this say and say, hey, we're not going to sit you. We're trying to trade you. Yeah. But a player can't say, hey, this isn't working out for me. I'd like to be traded. I want to
1: trade, yeah. There is a double standard there and the NBA needs to figure that out. Absolutely. There's there needs to be, you know, a, a middle ground here where both parties can be accountable or no parties can be accountable, but there needs to be some sort of consistency because it's just not right what's happening here.
0: You know, with with the scenario that Drummond's going through right now, we all knew when Cleveland snooped into that that James Harden deal last minute and acquired Jared Allen from uh, the nets that i mean that was pro- i mentioned this again that was probably the best uh deal to come out of there you know because they gave up almost nothing to get him yeah absolutely. and now they jared just, allen is the future in.
1: of that team he's a future with, center with drummond leaving yeah
0: and as soon as he uh he as soon as they made that deal it was very clear that the Cavs were not going to keep drummond long term
1: absolutely yeah, no, it, it when you make a trade public, like when you when you come out and say that you want this trade to happen publicly, it definitely it's a strategy for both sides, but it changes, you know, the value of the deal. Right.
0: Yeah. I mean, the, the exact I mentioned this at the top of the show with Blake Griffin, the exact same things happening, to, happening to him. It also I'm, I'm really glad he, he touched on mental health. It also derails someone's mental health knowing that a team doesn't want them and knowing that not only that, they have to now pick up their life and move somewhere that they don't know of yet.
1: Yeah, they're sitting in the limbo right now because they don't know what's going to happen. The team is probably well, definitely not filling them in on what their talks are. Yeah, so. you, don't,
0: you don't even have a say in, you know, like if you have kids, if you have, to, if you have a family, you don't even have a say in where the next destination is that you're going to be moving to. Yeah. You know, if you're... Someone especially like, during a pandemic right now
1: like you have to pick up pick up your entire life and move it your entire family and move it yeah and yeah
0: yeah i also just read something here um if you're someone like blake griffin who i personally think isn't trying i just read uh this line he has yet to dunk a single time this season
1: i think that, blake griffin that's has yet to dunk blake once. griffin uh, this slam year. dunk contest winner is yeah he's gonna get bought out he's not even gonna get traded
0: who's gonna take that on
1: yeah nobody wants that contract it's way too much to be pay- paying blake griffin but if i can't he,
0: fucking believe that he has yet to dunk a single time this season
1: yeah if he wants to up his value he should have dunked i i don't know why he isn't but um the future is is it gonna be crazy all right ladies and gentlemen that is our show thank you so much again for tuning in we got a big show next week. We're going to talk Champions League because that's coming back this week, even though Manchester United is not in it. Yeah, we haven't talked much about football, the European football. But it's coming. It's coming. Don't you worry. Yeah. Have a good one, guys. Have a good week. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Shoot Your Thought Podcast.